right, man. Try to get this shit done so I can get to bed on time tonight. Hey, fuck going to bed on time. Boy. Boy. What's, 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 what's bad on time for a grown up? For me, about 10.30. No, 10.30 is a good time. 10.30 is a very good Hell time. straight. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Boundaries Podcast, where facts are facts and opinions hurt people's feelings. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review on the Apple Podcast app, on SoundCloud, on Google Play. Still don't know what it is that you do on Spotify, but whatever it is, please go and do that. By this time, y'all really know who we are. I mean, I I, I can come up with some clever names to kind of jog your memory and uh, and make you remember or have you sitting there like, ooh, who is he going to say he is this week and what does the F stand for this week? But we're not doing that today. <sighs> Let's get to it. What you got? How, how's your week been, sir? Man, it's it's been pretty busy, man. Uh, the winter storm really messed some things up, you know, from a pro- pro- professional perspective. Uh, nothing I'd want to dive into like that, but, like, I'm pretty sure I'm not one of the only people that feel it if you're dealing with, like, a import export type of job feels like yeah shit shit has been tough shit's been real busy and it's not doesn't look like it's going to slow down anytime soon just based on that uh so from a work perspective it's been it's been a motherfucker like i don't i'm not the type of person that has those days where i need a drink but i had a couple of those days last week i was like oh shit i need a drink but fortunately they got the boxing bag the boxing bag back up in my gym so i punched the shit out of that instead of going to get a drink um, and I'm proud of myself. Um, but, uh, on the other side, exercise has been going real good. My mom's house is coming along. Um, most, I, you know, I haven't had to deal with any somber moments, uh, in the last five, six days. This weekend went by pretty fast. Um, I, I need I need another 20 hours added to my weekend, but, um, all in all, man, it's been it's been straight. I don't think anything unique happened, but I'm pretty sure once the show starts rolling, I may think of something. Who knows? But enough about me. How about you, Mr. Backwards Hat? Hey, man, you know me, Cold World. I'm just chilling. Okay. I, okay. I, I, I kept this week extra light. Okay. Not not much more I can add to that. Not much more I can take away from that. Just just kept it kept it nice and breezy, a nice and breezy week. And I think I I think I needed a calm week. Just like ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong. Just keep it regular. Don't get high strung about anything. You know, just take it as it comes. That 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 was that was that was my week. With Charlotte being at like what is it like thirty percent now? Uh, with Charlotte like in- inching more towards freedom for the people, have you been able to explore, kick it, go to places? I've been institutionalized to the point where it almost feels forbidden to go outside unless you're going to the grocery store or to get gas or you know to these essential places. Like in my mind, I'm institutionalized. 
So, like, if I do go somewhere, it's typically for food. Like, I've gotten to the point where, all right, cool, I'll go sit in a restaurant and stuff now, you know, because it's a, it's a couple of new places that I, you know, well, shit, everything's still pretty new to an extent. So, I did go to um, Ruru's Tacos and Tequila um, last Tuesday, and this isn't a paid ad or anything like that, but that's a place that I will frequent when outdoors is open again, especially on a Sunday, fun day, Sunday brunch kind of thing. And more, I mean, the food and stuff was good, but more so the creativity of the menu because the, 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 the titles of the, of the menu items were, were pretty cool. Like you had the, the nachos, they were called the I am McLovin. You, the margarita I got was called the pineapple express. They had the, the shake and bake fajitas. They had a Frank, the tank margarita, like those pop culture, you know, quips that you catch in movies where, where their menu items. It's like, all right, cool, this is pretty dope. Ambiance is nice, nice patio area. You know, so I hit that up last Tuesday. So, and that, that, that just, you know, trying to restore the feeling. And then, you know, Friday, things changed once again. So stuff is at a new level. So, you know, I didn't, I didn't get out and, and do too much new moving around this weekend. But like I told you um, a long time ago that I wanted to make it a habit of trying a new place like once a week or something like that. I think I'm, I'm going to kick that back up, you know, as we slowly roll back to the new normal. Oh, shit. The new normal. You know how I feel about that shit. Fuck the new normal. Um. Okay, okay. That gives me some a little bit of excitement. You know, for a future trip out there. I mean, uh, I'm not as big as a foodie guy as you, but from what I'm hearing, that's what they're thinking. That they're good. They're, Charlotte has a a street taco kind of um, popularity. Is that what they're known for? No, not really. And, and this is something I picked up when my when my parents were here during December, and it was it was cold outside. Charlotte is really an outdoorsy kind of place. Like, there are some places that you can do, you know, go indoors. But for the most part, a lot of the stuff is designed for, for some outdoorsy kind of things. It's, it's honestly, it's, it's a lot more similar to Houston than it is different. What's the, what's the bike, biking community like? Like, you're saying it's outdoorsy, but what's the popular communities out there? Do you have a popular hiking community, biking community, um, running clubs? What is it? All of that. All of that, okay. All okay, of so they're, the bike lanes they're, they're kind of like, annoying? They're not really kind of annoying, I would say. Um, a group, a running club kind of annoyed me Saturday morning, but I was just annoyed in general. 80% of my week has been me being annoyed. So that's, that's not their fault. That's all on me. So <laughs> that was annoying. The biking clubs, eh, I usually miss them typically. I don't, I don't, I don't run into too many of them. And as far as the hiking, we got a lot of uh, greenways is what they call them. And, you you know, you'll catch a lot of people either hiking or biking on there because it just kind of takes you through, you know, some is like a nature trail-esque kind of thing. So, you know, it's, it's 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 very outdoorsy, like I said. And, of course, there's the mountain. There's Crowder's Mountain. You can climb to the top of the mountain and stuff like that. So very, very outdoorsy. Most of the, like, your, 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 your brunch places have the patio area there's a like a centralized location where you can bar hop stuff like that or you can go to these these niche kind of bars that are out the way and 
you could go to go to West Charlotte and you can get your soul food places that you you know the equivalents of your turkey leg huts and your your breakfast club places like it's it, it's it's all there. Okay, and and it, as far as following the rules, uh, they follow the rules like a, for real in Charlotte, or is it kind of loose in some places? Uh, I'm gonna say they're sticklers for the rules. There are really some rule following kind of people with social distancing, and because I have that Texas mindset, when I go to a restaurant, that's like, all right, it's gonna take. 45 minutes to seat you and I'm looking at 16 empty tables and I'm like what the fuck but then it's like oh right we're social distancing you can't sit there because you're leaving space and everybody got to have their mask on and you know all this other shit so I mean it is what it is man okay okay I think that's the most I've heard you talk about Charlotte since you've been out there and I guess I'm going to ask more questions because it hasn't been open yeah, yeah, like I feel like I've been institutionalized. Like I, I haven't been able to do shit. Damn. Okay. Okay. Any, any, any interesting crimes happen out there in Charlotte that haven't went mainstream? Any, any? I mean, that, that's probably a weird question, but that shit is that shit happens. See, the thing about me, I live um, where the Caucasians live, and so oh, <laughs> we don't do that out here. Come on, we man. don't Come do on. that. Gotcha, I'm, I, gotcha. I've, seen, I've seen some wild stuff on the news, but it's like, oh yeah, that's not in our area. Let me see. I say our area. <laughs> that's not in our area. Me, me, and me and the Caucasians. Nah, we don't do that. <laughs> hey, that's 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 crazy. I, I, you see that story I posted about that girl that stays not too far from me? Yeah, I read that this morning. Yeah, man, that's sick, real sick. Probably that that girl's probably my son's age, or you know, probably a little bit older. And I mean, they're saying that she's already had plastic surgery done. Uh, she's pretty much made a a decent living from her YouTube and Twitch uh, presence, and it's all just based on the fact that her whole personality, her internet personality, is to be a shitty person. Like that's what made her popular. And, like, the thing that went viral and canceled her in the same week was basically approving of racism, but also saying cancer was fake. And she started making fun of a cancer patient. And her voice is, like, very annoying. But anytime she does a stream, she's getting, like, eight, 9,000 people viewing. And I'm just like, wow. Like, this is literally on my, you know, in my backyard. And, you know, that stuff... That type of stuff isn't necessarily going like mainstream viral to where you're gonna see it on the shade room or some shit like that, but it is it is local news, bro. And that shit, I see that shit sometimes, and I be like, it's kind of crazy. Like, there's levels to to viral news, and I feel like this chick, in which her, her name, she goes by Tessie. I think her uh, it's Playtime Tessie or something, or Playmate Miss, something like that. And um, long story short, like I said, her personality is to be a shitty person. It's gained her a lot of notoriety. And it kind of, it kinda, I brought it up because it kind of follows a conversation we were having last week about self-humiliation for clout. And I feel like this is another form of it. You know, just to, com- just to be a completely shitty person and gain money from that. And YouTube boasts that. Like, YouTube promotes her. YouTube 
once again, they're paying her to be a shitty person. But if I want to get on there and just speak some real shit about life, YouTube would just ignore me or act like I don't exist because I'm not doing some degenerate shit. And I'm starting to notice that in order to really hit what I would say some type of popularity, internet success, you have to almost be uh, what I mean. You would have you have to be obnoxious to a point, you know. And I think that that's starting to mold current society. Like people are starting to feel like in order to have their presence felt, they need to be loud and obnoxious. I mean, it's kind of like Uzi Vert with a diamond on his head or on his forehead. Like I haven't really heard a lot of people talking about that. But to me, that's interesting. How do you feel about the the pink diamond in the middle of a of a guy's head? Like to to to, to touch your main point, like you said, it's a it's a it's an obnoxious culture. It's it's this this YouTuber that that we're talking about. It's the Tommy Lauren. It's the Candace Owens. It's even the, it's even Takashi Six Nine. Like it's it's like you're not doing anything in your lane. You're just going out of your way to draw attention. Like Tommy Lawrence isn't reporting the news. Tommy Lawrence, excuse me. She's not reporting the news. She's just saying some wild shit on Twitter that makes you hate her and go to her and be like, let me see what crazy shit she said. Takashi 69, is he making music? I don't know. I, I don't I, I mean that's it wasn't my 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 bag anyways. But it's like, oh, let me just, you know, get try to get into this altercation with Meek Mill just to drink bring some attention to myself. And then I looked up, and this guy's like 140 pounds. Like, what grown man is 140 pounds? I said the same thing. You 140 pounds, you out here beefing? You better have a strap on you. Or your hands must be on some blood sport. Because other than that. Real talk, real talk. But, and then even with Candace Owens, like, her whole thing is being black, super conservative. That's it. That's it. What I, I don't follow Tommy Loren or I just know that she beefs with your boy Wale. Um, so automatically I know that that's one of the reasons you don't like her. Um, but what does she say? Like, what is she, what, I mean, can you give me an example of something that she said? Like, cause I know, I mean, Takashi being a rat and having rainbow hair, like I see that like his whole persona has always been loud and then he became a rat and it's like, damn nigga, like, you got popular through the hip hop community and then you became a rat and it's like, damn, you know, you know, that's, that's, that's fucked up. That's why people really, in a sense, really can't stand him. So he can't really rap that well. Got pop popular through rap, really got popular overseas first. Everything about his image is obnoxious. And then he became a rat. One of the worst things you could be in a rap community. And, and to an extent, he's still pretty popular because mainstream media pages, blue checkers, verified pages continue to post him. They continue to provide him the clout that he no longer deserves. Tommy Loren, I know nothing about her. Yeah, I know nothing about Tommy Loren, so you're going to have to school me. What can you tell me about Tommy Loren besides the Wale beef? I mean, she was, was again, super conservative. She was a former news anchor on some channel, and then I, I want to say she got let go, and then it's just 
I don't keep up with her current activity, but I'll a lot of her tweets will, will cross my my timeline, and, and a lot of her stuff is cognitive dissonance. Like if we go back to to George Floyd, she goes, you know, Republicans, you know, we would never be out here, you know, destroying per, private property stuff like this because we have jobs, we go to work. And then when the Capitol okay. riots come about, and then she's like, well, wouldn't you be upset if you felt like you were cheated and lied to and and you weren't, you know, being told the whole truth and stuff was being stole, stolen from you? Wouldn't you be upset? So, it, 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 like I said, it's a lot of cognitive dissonance that just goes along that way. And it's just, it's, it's a lot of attention grabbed. You're going to say the most outlandish shit about simple stuff just to grab attention. You're, you're, which instead is Twitter of, in a hole. Which is Twitter in a hole. Instead of just sitting there saying, man, it's tragic It's tragic that somebody lost their life, you're going to say, see what happens when you don't listen to the police? Yeah, that's scary. That is scary. Okay, okay. Yeah, Um, I saw I saw a tweet, not a, tw- a screenshot of a tweet, I think, earlier today where it was basically saying um, the internet is one of the darkest places in the world, shine light. And I just, I couldn't agree with that more. Like, I've said it many times, Social media is apoplectic, and for sure, Twitter is a safe space for retards because it allows people that shouldn't even be voicing any type of opinion to to voice opinions, and that is very scary. When I, I've told you this many times off air, when pretty much anybody has access to the internet now, like it used to be a, a time and a place where at least they tried to provide some sense of security by asking ages and verifications and you were like okay uh well i'm 18 today but the fact of the matter is it's like they don't even do that anymore for all i know like you could be nine years old with that bitch and they know you a baby shit now you ain't got to be a human being you could be a dog you got a whole page and it's just like once again if anybody if 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 i'm watching tv and I get the rating for what the t- t- TV score like the is telling me. Hey, you know, for parental guidance, you know, uh, this is rated TVMA, TV, you know, PG, blah blah, this and that. That to me provides the parent the uh, formula or the tools needed to be like, okay, my child can't watch this, my child can't view this. But the internet doesn't provide that at all. I mean, the most you get from the internet is fact checking. Or you know you may not want to dis- you know, you may not want to display this image, but other than that, I mean, what does that really do? You just click through that shit. I mean, <laughs> that and 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 to me, that's freaking scary when people don't realize how intoxicating ideals can be, how intoxicating images can be. Once again, you you have a you have a society of people. You have a society of young people that may follow this Tommy chick. They may follow Candace Owens, and just for the, just for the the feeling of being edgy or going against the grain, they take on these internet personas, and then they try to make them reality. And that shit gets a lot of people hurt. That's why I say the people at the Capitol riot, they were just people that were intentionally out there trying to create memes. They were just being trolls. They went from internet trolling to real life trolling. And that's what Tommy, the Candaces, that's what they that's what they become. I mean, I would throw Chelsea Handler in there too, because like I don't know her <laughs> whole steez. Like, I don't know what she's doing. Like, what are you doing? 
She's just looking for attention. Like I even watched her last stand up, and I was like, "This isn't this isn't that funny." And then it made me think, like, do I even find her brand of comedy funny? And then I was like, yeah, I found her funny. Like, I remember her, she had that talk show. I was like, yeah, I found, you know, but it's like, I just felt, you know, it's forced. And now you're skiing topless, you know, to to talk about America and Canada and how, they, you you know, you have the best of both worlds or whatever like that. And it's like, again, it's the it's an attention grab. And like, even with Lil Uzi and the, and the diamond in his, in his forehead, I've seen a lot of people talking about it and said, Lil Uzi isn't even worth $24 million. So how do you put a $24 million diamond into your forehead? Because he's a shield. And people don't understand that years ago, so many government agencies, so many people with higher influence in money, they, they infiltrated the rap game a long time ago. And he's just a shield. He's just a stooge. I mean, he, he may have some talent, but... Any gimmick that you see a lot of these rappers sh uh, showing you to the world, it, it's literally them just being the puppets that they are. It's there aren't a lot of authentic rappers out there. You say what? It's manufactured. Yeah, it's all manufactured. Like, this, for all he knows. I mean, I even seen him talking to another chick on uh, online talking about getting the microchip stuck in his head. And this is why I was telling you, if you make black culture popular if you make black culture mainstream and then you do it within a society of people that are sponges and followers and sheep or people that are just easily indoctrinated when you do that it makes it easier for for stupidity like a diamond on your head or tattoos on your face to become normalized because if you're saying that the highest earning people in your society look like this, you're automatically going to think to yourself, well, these dummies today, they automatically think to themselves, well, I can look like that too. That's why you're, that's why you're catching more younger men tatted up. That's why you're seeing more women tatted up. You see more women smoking weed or posing nude online because they're seeing people that are influencers or people that have the strongest amount of influence doing it. So why can't they do it? That's what it all comes down to. Just like I always say, you know, these these high-ranking government officials, they go to events and they don't wear a mask. And then they're looking at everybody else like, well, you should wear a mask, peasant. And then you automatically ask yourself, like, why is it rules for you guys? No rules for you guys, but rules for us. Mm -hmm. And it's what it's all about. It's all about sending that message that, yeah, like we need you to be obedient. We need you to cooperate. And it's that simple. And what is the first thing they did? They made it to where if you had any type of influence online, you got on the wave. You're not going to you're not going to catch a lot of blue checks. You're not going to catch a lot of 50 cents, a lot of um LeBron James or Kevin Durant. You're not going to catch a lot of these people but uh quote unquote being anti-mask or against the vaccine they're not allowed to talk about those things and that's why i always try to tell people you know somebody's truly free when they're not being told what they can and can't say you you think somebody's woke because they're talking about issues that are popular but at the end of the day screaming black power is no longer edgy it's no longer going against the grain anymore 
if you were screaming black power in the 60s and the 50s in your job, you, you probably would get fired. Now that's the cool thing to do. So what are you really doing that's that's edgy or against the grain? Now to be edgy or against the grain is to be kind, is to be respectful, is to actually say something like, you know what? You know, I think everybody should be, you know, really treated equal. Like you say some shit like that, you you bound to get canceled. You know what I'm saying? Like, hold on, what you mean being treated equal? Uh, you say so you're telling me, you know, transphobic people, I mean, transgender people can't go in this restroom. What are you talking about? I'm just saying you a human, be a human. I'm gonna treat you right if you a human, be a human. I don't care about the identity you want to identify with and all this BS. I'm just trying to just get to the simplest form of human kindness. And if you get out there trying to preach that shit, you might get canceled. I, I, I don't really know what to, what to add to that because it's, 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 I mean, it, it is what it is. Like, I don't, I don't care, you know, what you identify as, who you sleeping with or any of that stuff. Just be, just be a kind human. Like that, that's it. Hey, I'm, I'm interacting with strangers. I have two choices. I can be an asshole or I can be kind. That's it. Why would I be an asshole? I have no idea who this person is. Never met this person day in my life. I might as well be kind to them. I feel like that should be everybody's default setting. I say that all the time. I feel like to want to be shitty to somebody, if that's your default setting, you have a lot of unchecked mental issues that you need to address. And you guys could, and I posted something the other day, uh, basically saying I'm a coin a term, uh, fad therapy. I don't know if you saw that one, but when I say, when you hear me say something about fad therapy, I mean, it's not really me coining that term because there are fad therapies out there. But when I say fad therapy, I just want you to know that I'm really talking about millennials and Gen Zers and how they they like to kind of brag and boast about going to therapy. And it doesn't really come from a place of, um, in my opinion, wanting to get other people to open up about their therapeutic desires, but more along the lines of just jumping on that bandwagon of saying, hey, look at me. Um, you could kind of look at me like I'm middle class now. I got, you know, I got the type of I got the type of bread where I can go get therapy. It's it's a it's a status signal now. It's a status I'm, symbol. I'm doing what they do on in, in the movies. I'm going that, to see my it. therapist. I'm going to counseling. We're we're doing couples counseling, you know. Oh yeah, you know, I'm trying. I'm putting in all I'm putting all the effort forward. Yeah. But are you really or are you just going to say that you win? That's it's a fad. <laughs> a, a, a lot of people were going to church just to say they went to church. Man, I remember when I used to be on Facebook back in the day, way back in the day, man. I'm telling you, I would never forget this fad of being fake religious. Like, I'm telling you, like, a Sunday would not go by where people just become super pious all of a sudden. And I'm just like, damn, that's crazy how everybody's just super religious on Sundays. And I didn't knock it, but I thought it was funny. But I find it even funnier now that people don't give a shit about church anymore. Like, that's the last thing, you know, you're going to catch a blue checker doing. Like, talking about church? Like, bruh, that's so 2009. Who goes to church anymore? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, who really values that type of, you know, foundation anymore? Bro, we, we're so far gone from that. And then you'll have, you know... 
these 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 modern folk on some oh you know religion is this religion is that you know hey you know I, I'm hearing what you're saying I respect your opinion but can you really prove to me or give me an honest reason of why you removed yourself from the church outside of the fact that it's the cool thing to do now it's the cool acceptable conformist thing to do now you you I mean nowadays I mean and, and I I tell it from the from the jump I've never been this super religious go to church type of guy, but I've always respected the Bible. I've always respected the stories and I still do to this day. And I still feel it's a smart way to build a foundation of morals. And I think anybody that disagrees with that, I guarantee you, I can tell you what type of person they are just right off the bat. It's not, it's not going to be hard. People can go to the stones. They can go to the stars they can go to the moons. <laughs> they can, they can, you know what I'm saying? They can get their little moon rocks. They can worship the sand and the goats and all that crap. At the end of the day, man, I mean, you're just trying to find another religion to latch on to that, that's cool and new because that's what everybody wants to do now. You about to say something. Go ahead. I, I was just thinking, like, you know, it, it gets to the point where you're sitting there and you, you're at church and you're just like, this person in, in the pulpit is no different than I am. But they're mm-hmm. telling me what to do from a holier than thou standpoint, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. for some people that that's a trigger. Nah, you ain't gonna tell me what to do when you you, you mess it up just like I do. And and to go back a few episodes, you know, a lot of people are on this on this Erica Badu, Janae Gecko vibe, and it's like you know you want to be just this. You got one more time. You got one more just, time. Just this, just this, you know, shot align your chakras. You know, got these smooth rocks and you got these crystals and, you know, you're you're in touch with, you know, the the Marvel multiverse or whatever. And then when you sit there and you was like, okay, this is just gas, too. Like because you're trying you're you're looking outward to find these answers or to find this state of being or this reasoning for doing what you're doing and, you know, whatever, what have you. But you're not looking inside. And that's what it is to me. I don't need to go to church to have a relationship with God. I don't need crystals and rocks and to listen to sailing souls to meditate. That's your like, last warning. That's your last warning. <laughs> what, 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 oh, what is it? Sailing out? Sailing souls? <laughs> no, just, like, you're going to have to leave her alone when you're talking about this situation. Anyways. <laughs> Anyway, that's why Big Sean gonna get dead on your ass. <laughs> yeah. Big Sean is hot talk. <laughs> I know, right? He he he. Oh, I'm I, I'm not I'm not fighting Sean. Sean got it. That's 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 one of my favorite rappers. Sean got it. Okay. If Sean oh, tell so. me to stop, I'ma stop. All right, cool. I can respect that. Who am I, huh? Who who am I? Who am I? But no, nah, but go yeah, ahead. It's, 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 <laughs> But it, that's that's just that's the thing to me. Like you sit there, you watch other people's moves, and it's like, okay, this is, and it's the whole Lord, please send me a man like like Russell Wilson. It's like, okay, you might want a man like Russell Wilson, but it's a lot of Russell Wilsons that you stepping over, and you also got to take into consideration you only know what you see, you only know what you see. Definitely, definitely, because at the end of the day, a Russell Wilson still got to want you. Still gotta want you. You see Aaron out here? Did you yeah, did you saying, make bro. did you make one two step? 
Did you make Body Party? Ride. Ride? What was that song she had with Bow Wow? Like You? Did you make that? Yeah. That's some classic, man. She got. She definitely has some talent. She's definitely... Um, she came a long way. I mean, there are some things... You, I mean, if you want to judge people, then, you know, there are some things you could say about her that we know of. But once again, we don't know much about Russ. Just know he's an athlete. And, and, like, and like Jay-Z once said, to be Bobby Brown then, you got to be Bobby Brown now. So to be Sierra now... You got to go through your futures. Yeah, you got to go through your 50 Cent, your Amari. You, you, got you got to. You got to, man. You got to. Man, and just back to touching on the point of kindness, I did see this Reddit post, and I don't think we ever talked about it, but it is in the notes. And the title is, it's pretty telling that just showing basic human kindness leads to most people catching feelings. And I'm going to read it, but I'm th- thinking about everything that you're saying, and it's just... To me, people are seeking out all this other stuff because times are so confusing. And I just feel like people are just trying to constantly reinvent the wheel. And I think that that's what causes a lot of confusion. But to read this little story, the the poster said, the bar has been brought so damn low. Like, I'm a 21-year-old female, not a good person at all. I'm flawed and I could be a real asshole. I'm working on it, but it's but still it's it's there. But I am polite. I listen when people talk and I make an effort to put them at ease, joke around, make them feel interesting, flirt, make them feel attractive. Thing is, I have very little else going for me. I live with my parents and I have a part-time minimum wage job in an area where everyone else is loaded. I may be a five or six out of ten on an attractive scale at best. Uh, I have wonky teeth. I'm a prude. I don't even put out. I'm quite private and secret and secretive generally. So it pretty much just comes down to being a human. I mean, being a woman and 21 and not being an outright dick. The bar is low for some of these people. So, so low. And this is apparently all it takes for people to get really clingy. Well, clingy isn't the right word, but they invest real quick and you can just kind of tell. It does cause issues, but I'm not complaining about it. It just astonishes me. Like, what the fuck? Why is the bar so low? I should be bottom of the barrel, but I just go out of something. I just got out of something with some someone who looks like a model, speaks five languages, and is a, is a and they're a baker in a famous cafe in Paris. That's the peak of humanity right there, and I'm gutter trash. This should not be. It should not. And you know they, you know some people. I mean, <laughs> bro. Wait, is, by, by is, is that, that is that that big titty waitress from Bar Louis that we seen that night? <laughs> no, this isn't the big titty waitress from Bar Louis. Because it sounds like the big titty waitress from Bar Louis. <laughs> bro, I mean, dog. I don't know if everybody listening caught that, but. I mean, she's literally telling, she's literally like reflecting on the fact that even with her being average at best, you know, but at least she's not a total dick. She's able to lock down what you would perceive or most would perceive as greatness. And that's why a lot of times when I'm talking to you, bro, I be sitting there thinking to myself, like a lot of women probably feel like her. 
And they feel like no matter what, as they get older, it'll still be like that. It'll still get better. But I still think that even one of the unique things in all this is she's still 21. You know what I'm saying? She's still pretty young. And to be a five or six, I mean, to be average, there's nothing wrong with being average. So if you're average and you're 21, meaning you're still holding on to your youth, I mean, that for a lot of men, bro, we've been saying this shit for years, like, I'm not surprised because, I mean, I don't really know a lot of men that are complicated in what they want in a woman. You know what I'm saying? Like, as far as looks go. So that's just, like, kind of weird to me that this trend of butchering your body has taken off when it, when at the end of the day, like, the quality of who you are is really what's going to land you that husband that you're really, you know, passive-aggressively begging for. It, it's just funny to me, dog. So I just, you know, like I said, on the scheme of kindness, I mean, she says it right there. It goes a long fucking way. I mean, just just think about it. Like we we've had we've had conversations off mic of of being out and about, and women being to the level of of being unapproachable. Like I I yeah I can't purposely. walk up, huh? Purposely. Purposely unapproachable. Like I can't walk up and have a conversation with you, whether I'm shooting a shot or not. Anything like that. I remember when we went to went to Vegas and me and J Mark were going somewhere and I passed by. We passed by this group of girls and I've I've told the story before and I just simply say, "Hey, I like that outfit you got on." Oh, you know, thank you. You know, this, 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 this. And it was a, a conversation. I wasn't even shooting. I genuinely liked her outfit. Hey, that's a nice outfit. And and just kept it moving. And that's what you can do with approachable people. I can I can strike up something. And see, okay, what, what? Where's her mindset? Can she talk, or is she just snooty? Like, boom, and then that lets me know. Hey, do I want to take this shot, or you know, am I just gonna give this compliment and keep it moving? And when you when you're unapproachable like that, you'll be the girl that's sitting over there. You turn your nose up at people, don't speak to nobody, and then get mad because didn't nobody talk to you. And I just don't understand it. Cause to men, and I put this question in in. Amongst our peers and ass, I was like, you know, how many how many good looking women have to be in there for you to say that? Oh yeah, that was a nice crowd, and the number is very low. Like there was no <laughs> ratio. There was no ratio. You could say four and be like, yeah, they was in here tonight. But what is that R word that is always going to be, you know, attached to most men in that situation? Why is it that? That is what it is for us, because that R word that describes most men, because we're realistic, <laughs> like we're realistic. We're not going in there thinking that it's going to be a bunch of Buffy the bodies in there. You know what I'm saying? Like we're not going in there thinking all, the, all these chicks going to be like Trina or whatever. Like we are realistic, you know, like average is not terrible. Average is OK. But at the end of the day, you know, just because you're average doesn't mean you need to be easy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Being average just once again. Just saying, because there are people that try to, you know, they they some people fall into that trap and it's sad because they realize, you know, and I've said this before, like in today's culture, sex is God. And people use sex as a manipulative tool in order to gain some access to somebody's attention. So if they're average, once again, when I'm talking about sex, I'm not just talking about the act of sex. I'm talking about sexiness as well. So if they're average, they go above and beyond to create sex appeal that 
at the end of the day, you ain't really got to do all that. You don't have to whore yourself out for attention. If you know that at the end of the day, even in the sack, you're average, because that's another thing that's hilarious to me. You get with these type of women, and it's not even amazing. You know, it'd be the, it'd be the shy, low-key chicks that are really mind-blowing. The ones that you be out there just looking like a stripper, they be boring. They be the most starfish type of women. They ain't trying I keep telling you this, Jay. A lot of these modern chicks, a lot of these modern people in general are memes. The memes they post, you need to pay attention to a lot of these memes that are being posted. Because a lot of these memes being posted have a lot of truth to them. Because people are no longer, it's no longer being, how do I say, these memes are no longer even being, you know, replicating real life. Like, people are replicating these memes unknowingly. Like, people are literally memes now. So when you see all these, all this talk about people being passive aggressive and how females shoot their shot. Like it's not a joke anymore. Like this is real talk of people. You know, a lot of these women will, will, will death stare you down for seven hours in a spot. And if you don't say nothing to her, she's looking at it up. She's thinking in her head. Oh, well he missed his chance with something great. Like, I, I don't speak <laughs> Wanda. I don't speak WandaVision. I need you to really fucking talk to me. That's how we do things here. But unfortunately, and since we're all memes now, I'm going to say it again. I got to pay attention to these memes. These memes are really, these memes are really becoming a rule book on how to operate through life now. You see these memes, you really could be like, oh, wait, you know what? I'm going to take this shit a little serious. When I get out here in the real world, I'm going to think about that meme because that shit got a lot of truth to it. Got a lot of truth to these memes. That's so true. Yeah, it's a painful laugh. It's a painful laugh because that shit is true. Nigga, this world is a circus. It's a literal circus now. Like I said, but you can't you can't go anywhere without, you know, being filmed. You can't go anywhere without, you know, somebody, you know, trying to make it seem like they living a life that they're not trying to live, man. And and at the end of the day, man, that's that's why fat therapy is what it is. That's why exactly why fat therapy is what it is. Because if if therapy, the way therapy is supposed to work for me, I think the most, I think the fact that millennials have destroyed the essence of privacy, in my honest opinion, I think privacy is a lost form of living now because everything needs to be seen. If it's not seen, it didn't happen. And all of us are a part of that deterioration uh, of privacy. But at the same time, I still feel like a lot of us can do what it takes to kind of bring back that balance to where like, all right, I understand you're on social media, you know, you having, you know, doing what you do, having a good time. But every day, every hour, all the time, that consistent, that's a problem. And I mean, a lot of times, I, I really feel like a lot of people, I'm going to say it again, if your therapist ain't telling you to to to, to delete your social media pro, uh, pro, uh, uh, apps, you got you got a terrible therapist. That's my honest opinion. Because I guarantee you, a lot of y'all problems stem from the fact that you're constantly comparing your lives to people that you don't even know. People who don't even matter. People that don't even know you exist. These, I mean, any view I get on anything that I post, I never take it to heart. I can't 
because I don't even know if people are even genuinely looking. I could just be swiping through. Just, just <laughs> I'm definitely, I'm definitely swiped through a lot of stuff. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. he looked at it. Yeah, nah. I seen a post where somebody was saying, uh, you know, like, you, like people post stuff, like they, they, it was targeted at women, and it was like basically like, you know, you know, a chick delete a post or something like that when a, when when the person she really posted it for didn't see it or maybe even after they per- the person that she wanted to saw it or something and I'm just like that's mind blowing it's mind blowing because like you really never know like some people may I mean if, if a person's really actively busy I mean they may not get to your post until the end of the day and you're sitting there overthinking the situation thinking oh man James should have seen my post by now that thirst trap was for him well you should have sent it to him Probably would make things a whole lot easier, but then again, probably get left on red. And when that happens, you definitely gonna be seeking therapy. Especially, especially if you if you dropped a, you thought you dropped a bar too. If you thought you just spit <laughs> some hot flames, and they come back with nothing, bruh, bruh. Look, man. But it's 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 like like that 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 I just sent you. It's it's like what if what if what if that post that I just texted you? What if that got zero likes? What if that got zero words of encouragement? And like and I and like what you what this is what you're out here looking for. You're looking for uh, like you said to to say it again because I think it hits better when we both say the same thing. People say, oh well, they're on the same page. You're out here worried about likes and views from people who don't matter. People who genuinely probably don't care about you. Because if they cared about you, they probably had your phone number. They cared about you. They probably checked on you, you know, at least once or twice. Or I, I think I have I have really good friends that I may only talk to once every three months. And then that conversation sure, may be only five minutes. But I know that if I picked up the phone and said, you know, hey. I need this, this, then this. They coming through, cause they know if they picked up the phone and said, "Jay, I know we ain't talked in a minute, but this is going on. I need you." They know I'm coming through. That 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 the frequency doesn't matter. You know the good people that you have in your life, and you know the iffy people that you have in your life, and you can't treat those people the same way. Once again, on the same page. If I was to give advice to this post, I would simply say, I would simply ask, who are you trying to convince? That's what I see when I read this. Who are you who doing are you it for? To convince? Who are you doing it for? Who are you doing this, it for? This is it's, it's not for yourself. Who who is your audience? I mean, these these three hundred people mean seventy five percent of them probably just um they probably just uh trigger liked it. It's just you know just they just got a trigger like. The trigger finger like, they just they, they just, they just uh, like it stuff. That's, oh, that's what social media is for. Seeing seeing their face, oh, I know who that is. Like like, read read this caption. Especially especially if it's a bunch of a bunch of nakers in there, because nakers don't read nothing that long. No cap, that caption too long. That caption <laughs> way too long. <laughs> that caption too long. I'll tell y'all right now, ladies. If your caption is more than two sentences, we ain't reading it. We not reading it. We gonna skim it at best, and y'all know that already. Especially dealing with somebody like me. You send me a long message, and it's like on some on some negative stuff. You best believe I either deleted it or I went back to sleep because I'm not <laughs> so reading that nonsense. 
I don't got time for that, man. Better send me a voice note. Bruh. Straight and sometimes I, and sometimes I look at that voice note like, ugh. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I try my hardest, even with you, bro. I try to keep my voice notes at about a, at no more than a minute. Once I uh, uh, exceed a minute, I will re-record sometimes. I'll be like, dang, I can't send them that. It's too long. Because you look I, like, I, oh, my phone's going to go to sleep, and then I'm going to have to start from scratch. Bruh. I ain't trying to do you like that. My voice ain't, my voice, uh, you know, I ain't the weekend. I ain't just, I ain't come, my voice ain't too nice. But no, but no. It, does, it doesn't take that much to get your point across. And and I think we're, we're, we're of a generation where people say a lot and don't mean much of it. And that's something that I personally have been trying to do is use fewer words so when I do use my words, they actually matter. I, I don't want to go in these, on these long soliloquies that, that contain, you know, a lot of narrative of, of, of feelings and emotion and stuff like this. I'm going to tell you what I need to tell you and it's going to be short and it's going to be to the point where you can consume it in one bite. Hey, the government does the opposite through mainstream media. What you said is you try to simplify things so people get it and, you know, they can consume it a lot easier because you really want them to understand what you're saying. See, what the government does with the help of CIA and other alphabet groups is they use people like Tommy Loren, Candace Owens, uh, uh, Anderson Coopers, you know, other weirdos of the world that are destroying society. They use them, but then they they like to use these fancy words. They use fancy words. They complicate simple situations, and then they have you thinking, okay, okay, it's, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. Look, I was reading, you know, everybody knows I'm obsessed with, you know, the whole COVID nonsense. I was reading about how there are over, let me make sure I say the right thing. I'll post it. You know, obviously I'll post it, uh, uh, you know, as the show comes out. But they said that in India, they've detected over 20, 24,000 mutations in 7,000 variants of COVID. And like, there's literally a chart that I was looking at and a chart is ridiculous. Like, I, I can't even explain the chart, but the, the bottom line is, is basically saying, you know, stop panicking every time you hear new mutation. Because... When they talk about the new mutation, they like to couple it with a lot of other fancy words. But at the end of the day, I mean, the new new mutation really isn't really isn't what they even should be saying. Like at the end of the day, like why are you even talking about this? If you're talking about this and you're not going to provide a solution, then what is your purpose? It's to fear monger. It's to create fear. But they don't want to tell you that. They don't want to just come out and say, "Hey, hey, y'all, we finna tell y'all about a new new mutation." You know that we that scientists have found, so on and so forth. But the reality is, you know, they ain't know we ever gonna be. Able to, there's nothing we're gonna be able to do about it. So just be scared. Just please be scared. <laughs> because that's what I need you to be. I need you to be scared. That's bottom line. They're gonna tell you all this stuff about the new me. Even even looking at this chart, even looking at this data, it ain't really. It, it's telling me more than I need to know. But I, I'm glad I'm looking at it. But the reality is. You telling me about these seven thousand variants? Okay, what can I do about it? What can I really do about it? All I know is y'all need to open shit back up. <laughs> That's all I know. Because at the end of the day, we said this for the million times: viruses are going to virus. Bro, how come the United States don't be starting no shit? 
how come how come how come we had had the had had the China the China version and then there's the African version and then there's the 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 UK version and then there's Ebola and then there's Zika like what is the last thing that originated in the United States besides capitalism <laughs> that's that's funny uh, well in actuality syphilis is one uh, when you learn about the Tuskegee syphilis like if you do your research on the Tuskegee syphilis uh, trials that was done on black men back in the 50s and 60s you'll learn real quick that that was one of those viruses that basically what it comes down to is you have to remember something you get your media you get your information from corporate media that is directed by American agencies you have to remember that if you're in another country and you were talking about syphilis back in the 50s and 60s, it could have been from a number of places. People in Germany might consider syphilis a Chinese a Chinese disease. People in, in, in China may consider it a Japanese disease, so on and so forth. So wh wherever you're consuming your information from, there's always going to be that somewhat of a pro-American twist to it. But for the most part, I would actually say that it's pretty well known that at least AIDS is something that was pretty much manufactured to an extent or manipulated once again by American agencies. You can, you're never going to have that Spanish flu. They're saying Spanish flu, but the reality of it is one of the first cases was in Kansas, was in Kansas or something like that. But you wouldn't finna call it a Kansas flu. I mean, you can say the same thing about Canada. When the last time you heard something about a, 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 a Canadian disease? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it, it, it's just, it's all about where you get your information from. But if you're somewhere else, I guarantee you, they probably got uh, a Tennessee flu. They probably got, you know, or, or whatever, uh, or, or a Portland, Oregon flu. Who knows? <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, they're doing this. It's really insignificant, like a lot of things when it comes down to it because COVID-19 or whatever you want to call it, that is what it is to call it Chinese virus. They're trying to basically pinpoint a point, a, a point of, or, uh, of origin. And I don't have a problem with that. I just don't like the fact that it's weaponized and it's used to attack people in a way that's not, that's unfair. Cause once again, we as black people shouldn't even be acceptable of that because you running around calling Jeremy Lin coronavirus. I was just about one, to ask you about this. One, it's fucking hilarious. But at the same time, you gotta you gotta laugh at the same time with somebody calling you a nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like they call calling you a nigga in a derogatory way. It's like, well, we ain't all niggas. Just like all Asian people ain't all coming from Wuhan or China. You know, that's that's not fair. You know, but speaking of Jeremy Lin, a lot of Jeremy Lin's legacy is going to be tainted by jealousy just based on the fact that low-key, the dude was intelligent. He went to Stanford. Linsanity was an amazing thing for the NBA. It was marketed perfectly at a time where, you know, I want to say Yao Ming was pretty much faded away by then, and Jeremy Lin pretty much kind of created that, that resurgence again for China because one of the biggest markets for the NBA is China. And China definitely has a lot of stock in the NBA. So 
I'm not surprised. The NBA is never going to be anti-China. They can't. I can't mean, afford to. China can't afford China. not to be. They can't. They can't. So this narrative, I truly don't believe anybody called him that. I'm going to be 100. I don't think anybody called him that. And if anybody did call him that, you know, with the with the amount of trash talk that happens on the NBA floor. That's the best on, you got? Man. That's the best you got? Come on, man. Yeah, like. Jeremy, he he, he dropping. He he damn averaging twenty five in the G League right now. He's an NBA champion. Stop it. I mean, you want to break this man's spirits, but I just don't really think that Jeremy Lin. I want to say outside of his NBA career, he's probably he probably had a pretty decent life up until now, just based on the fact that it ain't basketball no more. It's all this other shit, and it's like when you see these kids hooping, bro, and like really enjoying the sport. I feel sorry for them, the ones that don't realize like what they're fighting for. Like I know they want to be millionaires. I know they want to be big and you know they want to be the next KDs, the next LeBron James, whatever. But dog, but those guys and I have enough common sense to be like, you know what? You may be able to have it all, but man oh man, that privacy that you're never gonna be able to get again. That that fact that everybody's hanging on to every single word you say. People are looking at you to be role models. You know, you can't just parent your kid no more. You got to parent other people's kids. Like, I don't want that type of pressure. I was hooping the other day, and it was a tight game. And, like, I'm coming out of court. It's 11-11. And like, well, well, man, it's a game point, man. It's on you. I'm like, bro, I don't need that type of pressure. I'm going to treat this like another basket. Like, don't, don't put that pressure on let's, me. Let's, on, let's run this correct pick and roll or this pick and pop. <laughs> don't try to send me on no ISO in the four. Y'all just go stand over there. <laughs> no, I, am, I am not Kyrie Irving. I, I refuse, bro. But yeah, man, like, if they only. God damn that. I'm, I'm, I'm a jacket, though. I'm a jacket. <laughs> it might go in, it might not, but I'm going to pull it. <laughs> Like man, bro. Like like Rondo said, man. You pretty much have to adopt that I don't give a fuck mentality when you're trying to play at that next level. And a lot of these guys don't give a fuck. In to take thirty shots in a game, you can't give a damn. To drop fifty on somebody, bro, you can't give a damn. That's why the shit talking is. You know, I mean, like I said, the shit talking is just a part of the game. I think still, I'm still finna drop twenty five on you. And since everything is on social media, everything is. We can we almost it's almost to the point where we can no longer say sticks and stones can break my bones and words will never hurt me because that's a lie now. Words are freaking powerful and they've always been powerful and now they're they've amplified their power has been you've shot that hoe up with TRT, it's on it's on the steroids Barry Bonds and them was using. That's words now. That's why words are being censored because people know if you use the right words. You can have the right people on your side. If you use the right words, you can destroy a person's whole legacy. You know what I'm saying? Words are a motherfucker. For real. For real, for real. But shit, man. How you feel about your boy uh, Joe dropping bombs on Syria, bro? Hey. <laughs> Joe ain't even let the seat get warm. Like, goddamn, Joe. You've been in that high five weeks, bro, nigga. Goddamn. Syria pissed you off in five weeks? Or is this some old beef you got going on? Had to be old beef. Like, 
I just wanted to just crack that joke because it's funny because like there's not really much I can say about it. I keep telling people blue, red, pink, green, black and gold, whatever you whatever eight, whatever you know puppet is in the is in the ch- chief and commander seat, brown people gonna die. That's bottom line. Brown people are gonna die. And that hasn't that's been the case since the seventies and in the eighties, really. Brown people gonna die. You know, back back in the days Back, I want to say it was yellow people. It was yellow black people in the in the earlier part of the 20th century, but since since the later part of the 20th century to the 21st century, man, they just they have it out for brown people in in, in mostly Muslim countries, bro. Like, it, that's 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 the wave now. You got you got the, brown the people thing, over there. Or you got oil over there. The thing is, it's kind of like damn. I don't ever hear about Syria bothering nobody. I just hear hear about them getting bombed. Where do you get your, where do you get your information from? I I I, I get uh, yeah, well, yeah yeah. <laughs> I'm saying, bro, like you all, it always comes back down to where you get your information from. That's why I'm, that's why I started fucking with DuckDuckGo, and I wasn't on Google no more. And I do my Googles when I need to, but if I'm really looking for some information. You and I'm not even promoting DuckDuckGo. You can go any. You can pretty much try any other server, uh, search engine, other than Google, and just match up what type of information you're getting. Because big tech is a monster when it comes to the information they want you to have. There's a lot of information out there that is that Google is pushing because they need to maintain a mainstream narrative, no matter how destructive it is. Like. They have to. That they're all a part of it. They're all a part of it. And and I'm not saying DuckDuckGo is superior and like they're above that, but the fact of the matter is, when you see the big difference in the type of search engine they are, and you're like, damn, I didn't, I didn't know this was going on. Mm-hmm. Then you go over to Google, like Google is it, it's it, the way they execute is just so perfect. I mean, if people knew the type of lawsuits Google was going through right now. Man, oh man! Is it is it their execution, or is it that we're just so predisposed to not being skeptical? It's just like, oh, the internet's and um, what's what's that movie that that everybody was watching on Netflix? Social uh, network. Yeah, the social network. And it's like without seeing, so, without seeing that, do you just think, oh yeah, they're just telling me, you know, everything? No, they're not filtering my Google. They're not, you know. They're not cultivating it for, you know, what the message they want to get across or the region that I'm in or based on my previous searches. Like, no, of course not. Like, you you just don't question it. And like we like we talked about the other thing, like why when has it been wrong to be skeptical? Because to me, to me, the only the only thing um, skeptical being skeptical means is that you need additional information. I need some additional information. I'm skeptical because I need additional information. Provide me some more. It's not, it's not prove me wrong. It's just, you know, give me a little bit more. Oh, my bad. I told you Social Network. That was the Zuckerberg movie. My bad. I'm, I'm tripping. Um, it was another, the, the movie uh, on, it's a documentary on Netflix that you were talking about. But, but no, no. Uh, there was a, there was a New York Times, there's a New York Times article, I think, that came out about two weeks ago that said people should not be critical thinking. They said critical thinking is bad for you now. There was literally a New York Times article that basically said 
you it's it's there's pros and cons to critical thinking. And they were like, people should, pe they were basically saying in the age of COVID, critical thinking is getting people killed, basically. And that, to me, is fucking scary because George Orwell warned us about those type of things. Like, when they start telling you, no, don't think that way, and they're like coming out and saying that, you should be terrified because I'm going to tell you something right now. Just six, seven years ago, most parents are arguing that schools don't promote critical thinking grounds enough. You talk about five, less than five years later, we're telling people we shouldn't be critical thinking. If you're telling me at the highest level, you're talking about agencies that have news, news articles and all kinds of op-eds, all type of stuff circulating through the net. You're telling me that our schools our public schools aren't on the same page with these agencies. You think our public schools are trying to promote critical thinking when basically coming to a road in our history where they're basically telling us do not critical think. People are people have literally not saying names, but I've gotten energy from people that have basically looked at me like, "Why are you skeptical?" And I'm looking at him like, nigga, do you know history? <laughs> Why aren't you, you skeptical? How do you know history and not be skeptical? Yeah, that's scary to me. If you're not skeptical about a lot of things that are going on today, that means that you are very much okay with the things that are going on today because you're comfortable. Because, shout out to my boy Donnie. He he pretty much through the alley. You finally, I started watching Handmaid's Tale. And I never, you know, I always saw Handmaid's Tale. Like, yeah, you know, I kind of know a little bit about the author and the author is interesting. And I just never really just jumped into it because like I told you before, I kind of wait for hype to die down. It kind of feels like the hype with the Handmaid's Tale died down a little bit, especially if you're looking at the globe, the Golden Globes and you're looking at these award ceremonies and you realize I don't think Handmaid's Tale is anywhere in there. Well, you know, the thing is... The thing with with that too, like Handmaid's Tale is typically a summer release too, and so that was that was in in the the first parts of COVID where you know there was no production going on. So they they okay, typically they typically release like late July, so that that means you're probably filming during the spring, and that was you know last spring was just like brand new COVID, so you know they're they're they have a they're behind. Okay. That's understandable. That's understandable. Well, I'm first season, four episodes in. So far, I'm intrigued. I mean, I, I see the propaganda from a mile away, but once again, I know the author, so I get it. But the thing about that, like, and, and I'm going to post it, because, like, she dropped a bar on there that's going to go over so many people's head because most people are NPC. But the whole ideal behind that show is just, it, it, it's not even on some woke shit. It's just on the fact that people don't pay attention. They 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 build a bit of complacency and when shit hits the fan, it's too late. And I want to say her bar went something along the lines of like, I'm awake now. You know, first they did this, then they did that, and then they did this. And we didn't realize what they were doing. And basically, you know, by the time they realized it, look at us now. I'm a fucking handmaid. You know what I'm saying? And like, that's that's how it happens. They strip your freedoms. 
they tell you it's we're doing this for your safety and so on and so forth. And the next thing you know, you're sitting there asking yourself, like, damn, why are we so mad at the people that were trying to protect the Constitution? <laughs> and you know who those people are, right? <laughs> you got to think about it. But people, and it's crazy because I know most people that watch Handmaid's Tale, most people that promote it, the only thing they get from it is the, the radical feminist age. Like, oh, look what they're doing to women. Look what they're doing to women. You're not paying attention. Because a lot of those things, and I'm not going to get too deep into this, but a lot of those things that happen in Handmaid's Tale, it's all one coin. The coin started on one side. And you're like, oh, I'm on this side of the coin, so I'm good. I'm one of the good people. And all of a sudden, the coin starts turning. You know what I'm saying? When shit hits the fan, the coin starts turning. You're like, and then the coin stops. Because the coin doesn't want to get too far to the other side, but just enough to the other side to where, huh? They steal this, but they're acting like that. But it's like, oh, you know, but we still have this title, though. We still have this title, though. And it's like, nah, but you're doing some shit they would do on that side. That's how it always has been. Go ahead. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. And just just think about, and as society as a whole, it starts off with a good intention. Oh, yeah, you know, we're going to do this. All right, cool. Well, let's take it to another step and let's take it another step and let's take it another step and let's take it another step. And to the point where you you either become the villain because you went so far to try to make it to try to make this quote unquote better. Or two, you've just you just keep you keep pushing it to the point where you the the oppressed is now the oppressor. What I call that, Jay? What's that? What's that? What's that? Uh. That S word I like to say. It's a slippery slope, brother. It's a slippery slope. It is like like you 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 start off like 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 I just said you start off with those good intentions and then you keep pushing it. You keep oh well you know if we're gonna do this we need some kind of governmental structure. Oh okay well if if everybody else isn't doing this well they just don't agree with us so we need to go and form our own little you know our own little. Little house on the prairie type thing where you know ain't nobody worried about what we doing over here. We gotta, you know, we do it over here, and because we truly believe that this works, and so it's like, ah, all right, yeah. and, and since you're so young in it, I don't want to get too deep in it, but yeah. Real talk, yeah. We, to be continued, to be continued, and uh, just for y'all listening, man. Uh, to this week's code word is IG Live. Once again, this week's cold word is IG Live, and I'm just going ahead and saying it, and it'll be in the notes too. And the purpose of seeing the code word is so you can win a $25 gift card to whatever your choice. You just need to either DM the IG account or email us at pcnradionb at gmail.com. Or, you know, even you could probably leave a comment on the SoundCloud. Uh, we're not going to make it super easy for you, but we're making it easy for you just because we want to know that you've gotten to this point of the show. But um, this show was fun. It's crazy because I didn't get to half the shit I want to talk about. But shit start going off in my head based on stuff that you said. But um, I think 2021 is going to be a pretty nice year if you're paying attention. It's going to be a nice year for podcasters if you're paying attention. And you already know if you're listening to No Boundaries Podcast, like, not to toot on the horn, but it, 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 we can talk about anything. You know, talking about relationships is fun. Talking about all kinds of shit from, but like, for the most part, like, if you podcast and like we podcast, it's gonna be a pretty interesting year because I tell you right now, 
we're not going to ignore anything that this administration does, just like we weren't ignoring anything that Trump d- dumbass did, because, I mean, that's just what it is. I mean, pretty much life is politics, and it's always been politics, and we talked about that on a couple episodes back, but, um, yeah, anyways, shout out to all my Pisces, man. We in Pisces season, right? Look, don't ask me. Uh, yeah, we... we <laughs> Yeah, we in Pisces season, man. So, you know, shout out to all my Pisces out there that uh both of my brothers are Pisces, so it's just always that's what I do. I'm 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 a show love to my Pisces, man. Uh that's probably one of my favorite signs. They they're easy to get along with. Uh Ash is a Pisces, I believe. Uh so yeah, shout out to all my Pisces. I'm not gonna be doing individual birthday shout outs. You have some Pisces too. You just probably just don't don't you like you said, you don't know. But um Let's see, Anyways, let's see. Uh, my, my stepdad's birthday is on Tuesday. Uh, Pisces. Ed's dad's birthday is on Wednesday. Okay, okay, Pisces. Let's see. Fee, Fee is, Fee's birthday's uh, coming up. She's a Pisces as well. And uh, Sean, uh, and late, happy belated birthday to Sean. I forgot his birthday had just passed. Uh, uh, I always forget. I think it's February twenty third, or something like that. I mean, putting that boy business out there like that. But yeah, uh, and, and did we ever say and congratulations? Ash, to Ash's him? birthday is on the horizon. We did not. We did not. Yeah, I'm gonna just leave it at that. Congratulations to Sean. Still no excuse for. Uh, still no excuse for what you got going on when we feel like a podcast. Uh, no excuse at all. <laughs> <laughs> you got content, my guy. You got content. Yeah, bro. Like. One of the smartest guys out there. Just come on, bro. Get your shit together, man. But I understand that you're balancing. You got a life of. You got to balance this new life. But yeah. Um, if I yeah, if man. I need, if I need to fly episode. out to Texas so we can record that show, just let me know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, for sure, man. We need you out of Texas as long as possible, though. Damn. And enjoy, enjoy. You know your upcoming adventure. I'm gonna just leave it at that. Enjoy I've, I've been out. Of, I've been out of Texas for six weeks. That's, you need to stay out a little bit longer than that. Damn. Put another six weeks on that, and that'll be great, bro. That'd be great. That's be sick bad. of you, bro. That's a bad. Yeah. Bet y'all was sick of that snow, too. God damn me. Oh, you got jokes, huh? You got jokes, huh? I, you, one All thing right. I don't got is snow. <laughs> one thing I don't got. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Don't worry, don't worry. Do not worry. <laughs> Your time will come. It will come. But shit, man. Uh, what you got for words of advice, man? Um, I, I'm, I'm. This is, I'm. This is a straight Jack move. I'm still in these words of advice because I was watching, um, I was watching Deezus and Mero earlier, getting caught up, and they had Ludacris on, and they do something similar to words of advice, and he had this quote, and I really like it, so I'm stealing, and I'm not gonna provide any context to it because I want you to take from it what you will. It says. Don't tiptoe through life only to arrive safely at death. Ooh. Ooh. Jerry had a quote similar to that. I can't I can't repeat it, but it was, uh, yeah, that's that's real shit though. That's real shit though. Um I can't, I'm gonna I'm piggyback off that somewhat and just be like, um, Just uh, just f- find your focus and and whatever you, whatever you're supposed to be doing, whatever you're supposed to be focusing on, 
let's 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 actually gain ground. Let's 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 try to find the ground to success by focusing on what you got to focus on and dropping the bad habits that get in the way of you focusing on what you need to focus on. So uh, outside of all the jibber, jibber jabber I'm doing right now to find my words, just realize that in order to be successful, you can't, you can't continue doing the things that are self-sabotaging. The procrastination, the, the making excuses, like all that has to stop if you truly want to be successful. So stop playing, get focused. Cause while you're sitting there bullshitting, somebody else is, is, is they working, they working. And I know a lot of y'all hate the idea of working these days, but until, until that day comes where you ain't got to work, I guess if you hit the lottery or Joe, Joe finally sent out that stimmy, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> or wipe that student loan debt out that you begging for, whatever the case yeah. may be. You're going to have to work, bro. You're going to have to work. But yeah, like I always say, man, if you're listening to us on Apple iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts, subscribe, leave us a rating. If you're on SoundCloud, leave a comment. Follow us on the SoundCloud page. Follow us on Instagram too. You probably know that Instagram by now. Um, I know if you live and you learn something, but oh yeah, yeah, man, I, we we gotta drop a we gotta drop one one of these days, man. There's a lot we could talk about. Just do a little IG snippet. I kind of miss those. Uh, I guess I have to do an IG live again though to actually get back into the swing of things. Shit, but um, yeah. Anyways. If you're on Spotify, we don't know what you do to do on Spotify, but whatever it is you do on Spotify, go and do that. And uh, as always, thank you and you're welcome. And with that being said, go to hell. I mean, this has been the No Boundaries Podcast. Thank you for listening. But ever since the dawn of civilization, people have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary?